Hello and welcome to the Feminine Genius Podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates all women of God and their unique genius. I'm your host, Rachel Wong. As much as we may want to plan out our life to reflect what it is that we want to do, God sometimes has a way of surprising us with what he wants. And this was certainly the case for Emma Wong. The ministry had always been on her radar. She would have never thought that she would spend an entire year in Australia doing full-time ministry. Emma spent her 2017 with Net Ministries Australia, where she served the youth in the Archdiocese of Sydney. It was there that she was challenged to live out her faith and grow as a missionary. And this has certainly prepared her for her current role as the Youth Ministry Coordinator at St. Patrick's Parish in Maple Ridge. And this was my conversation with Emma. And in case you're wondering, we are not sisters, but we are sisters in Christ. Space. We are. Yes. I was not expecting this because uh, you said that we would meet in the parish office, and I was thinking, you know, your typical church office. Yep. Can you describe where we are right now? So we're at St. Patrick's Maple Ridge in what used to be our normal parish hall, just like every other parish, but recently we renovated it, and this is now called Holy Grounds Coffee House. So cool. Um, so this is a space where we've created for people to come in. We started running the CCFA studies as a parish-based. Part of our mission um, to just create this community for people to come into mm-hmm. um, and so this space is part of that in just having a spot where people could come in meet new people mm-hmm. talk about faith if they wanted to if they were ready for that or just mm-hmm. to meet new people and just make friends basically um, so we have volunteer baristas here and just serving coffee and tea and creating that atmosphere of joy on a constant yeah. basis yeah That's so awesome I know that you had spent a lot of time serving with Net Ministries. And mm-hmm. I guess before we jump into the mission work that you did, I was wondering if you could share a little bit about what Net does. Yeah, so I was part of Net Ministries Australia. Mm-hmm. Net stands for National Evangelization Teams. Put that S on there. <laughs> <laughs> so the teams of Net go around the country sharing the gospel in a peer to peer ministry. Um, basically what we do is we go into schools and we go into parishes we share talks and testimonies and activities games um, dramas Mm -hmm. we just talk about how we've experienced Jesus and help the young people of Australia or whatever country net is in Mm -hmm. uh, to embrace the church and to love Jesus right and how many countries or I guess yeah like countries continents does net serve do you know Um, So there's Australia, Mm -hmm. which has begun a branch in Uganda and is actually about to have their first full year of mission in Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, my goodness. So they just had a six-month mission team there, and now they're going to have a year long. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's starting. There's Ireland, which has a Scotland team. There is Canada and the U.S. 
I don't think I'm missing anymore. Yeah. So you spent a year in Australia. Yeah. You were in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess what prompted you to join NET? Oh boy, a whole story <laughs> happens when that's asked. So I guess I have to start in my grade 11 and 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I was, you know, doing the normal high school thing, but I have severe eczema. And so throughout my grade 11 and 12 years, it got to a point where at times I was unable to attend school mm-hmm. um, on for months on end. Um, and that really affected the way that I could engage in high school and how my grades turned out when I was mm-hmm. going to graduate. Um, and that affected what my plans were after high school. I always, you know, imagined going straight off to university, like doing that, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting that done and going into some sort of career. Um, but the way that my health turned out, it made it so that once I graduated, I really didn't have a plan. Mm-hmm. I was kind of floating around just trying to figure out what to do. I actually didn't get to go to university at the time and was really like, you know, NET had always been in the back of my mind. I knew about NET Canada, had experienced their retreats in the past mm-hmm. um, and met many missionaries and, you know, recognized something in them that really gave me a sense of joy and like was like, this is something that I could see myself doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also felt like at that point in my life, I was like, this is something I don't know if I can do right now. So fast forward a little bit, like November after I graduated, which I did graduate on time. Yay. <laughs> um, I got the opportunity to serve at Spirit Day here in Vancouver, mm-hmm. which is our like confirmation Holy Spirit like day mm-hmm. that they have and so I've been doing that for years but one of my friends was there with me that year serving and she had told me that she was discerning net Australia so I was like wait there's a net in Australia I didn't know it existed and for me Australia was like the last country I would have thought about going to because for me the heat the sun mm-hmm. weren't gonna do nice things for my skin right. or at least I thought they weren't mm-hmm. um, and so that invitation to pray for her and her discernment in that weekend really sparked something in me. Mm. Um, I couldn't forget this net Australia. Um, so I was up one night, I was thinking about it. Um, and I like, I could not fall asleep. It was just the first thing on my mind and it would not go away. So I was like, fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll go, you know, put in an interest form and we'll talk to recruiters. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Turns out it was like the last week of international applications. And they were like, if you want to do this, we got to do this now, like real quick. So within 48 hours, this one who is very uncertain of actually doing mission and going across the world and everything, I was working that weekend too. So I was working, I sat at my desk at work and in my free time, I filled out this application, which they suggest that you do as part of your discernment. Like Mm -hmm. they're really deep questions asking you about how you've experienced faith and the different challenges that you might've overcome in faith. And Mm -hmm. wow, it was a lot to go through and really, really, really deep like questions. I was like, you're actually asking me this, (laughs) but really, really good. So I finished the application that weekend, Mm -hmm. had to get my references in real quick, which was a challenge. And then also had to have an interview and you know 17 hour time difference (laughs) so within these 48 hours got all that done and then got a call back I think it was a Sunday night and they were like hey so you want to come to Australia in a month (laughs) and I was like 
I guess I'm coming to Australia in a month, which was crazy. I was like, I, I didn't know how to react or how to feel about it. I was like, I know this is happening now, but I, it didn't sink in. And not, and not just like, you know, you're going to Australia, like you're, you're physically moving. I'm moving for your a whole entire year. yourself to Australia. You're packing your life up into <laughs> one big suitcase wow. and you're like changing everything that you are for mm-hmm. a year. Um, so it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of how I got to Australia. <laughs> okay. And then when did you officially start your mission there? And, and you yeah. were there for the year. So. Yeah. So yeah. we start in January because that's mm-hmm. when their like school year starts. Okay. So in Australia, I think I landed like January 7th or 8th or something like that. Wow. And so I went over there for music training, which mm-hmm. is a week where we like learn how to lead worship and mm-hmm. stuff like that um, for our teams. And so I went over for that first. And then after that, we have five weeks of training mm-hmm. with all the other netters wow. <laughs> for the year. Okay. Uh, I think there were about 40 of us my year. Okay. Yeah. So what was it like to, because I'm guessing that this was maybe one of the first times, if not the first time that you were away mm. from your family and staying in a foreign place for so long. Yeah. What was that like to just be away from your family, your community, mm. your friends? I'd say it was really difficult to be away from my friends Mm -hmm. Um, because at that point they'd been my major support like through all my eczema trials and everything. They knew who I was, like where I was at and how to support me in all of my like hard moments. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think it was harder leaving my friends than it was leaving my family. Mm -hmm. Um, So my, my family, like I grew up in a house that was Catholic until about age nine or ten mm-hmm. so I like had that good foundation of faith with my family but when I was about to leave for Australia there was a lot more like my siblings were becoming teenagers and mm-hmm. you know not really living anywhere near a Christian life mm-hmm. so for me it was honestly pretty easy to leave them and to be able to go into a community that is literally all Christians right. and to be able to be supported by them and engage in Mm -hmm. my Christian life in a deeper way. I found it easy at times, but hard too. Mm -hmm. So what was the experience like once you were over there? So you said that you were doing, like there was plenty of training, I'm sure, to get you off the ground and ready and stuff. And what was it that you did while you were over there? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I was on the Sydney Archdiocesan team. Okay. So our mission was mostly school mission. So we go in and run what we call encounter days. So an encounter day is just like a school retreat day. Normally like their faith formation day for the year that's got a theme and they go through it. And it's really, really good actually. So we do a lot of encounter days, a lot of youth groups. And we also did some young adult ministry and stuff for the diocese since we were working for them. Um, But the main point of our mission was really... Yeah, just we got to do talks and testimonies about like God's love, how to um, work in social justice. We did a lot on respect and confirmation too on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Just sharing how we've experienced God in those places and helping the young people that we had to encounter that. Are you able to share maybe a particular profound experience that you've Ooh. had in just an encounter with a young person or yeah. maybe another team member? So we had two really, really cool retreats that stick out for me on my night year. 
we had the opportunity to work with a group called Jesus Youth. They're a pretty cool movement, very charismatic. Um, so we had the opportunity to work with them on one of their big retreats for the year. So we worked with them for a whole four days, a hundred youth from ages five to 18. So we had our team of five people. And then we also recruited a bunch of youth ministers from the diocese to help us with this retreat. Because we're like, ages 5 to 18, you can't have that all in one group. Exactly. <laughs> got to split them up. But really being able to see how our team as individuals stepped up to the challenge of that mm-hmm. um, and how we were able to really encounter each individual at that camp. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't like we were just there for five hours in a day, but we really got to be with them and journey through those four days. I was working with the 14 to 18-year-olds at this camp. Mm-hmm. And... I had this one 15-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. He came up for prayer ministry, so I was going to pray over him. And just, I had asked him, what What do you want prayers for? Mm-hmm. And we'd been talking about how, you know, sometimes it can be really difficult when our friends aren't at the same point in their faith journey as we are. Mm-hmm. And he just simply said to me, he's like, I want my friends to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the fact that he fully grasped where mm-hmm. they were at And his ability to then go out and share Jesus's love with them. Mm -hmm. I was just like, you're 15 and you understand this already. Like you're going to go places and God is going to go places because of you. Mm -hmm. So that one really excited me. And then we also had the opportunity to run a camp for the diocese called, we called it I Thirst that year, which was our theme and really just asking for a full outpouring of the Holy Spirit on this camp. And I had this one youth who, at the time, wasn't even Catholic, Mm. but he came to this week-long camp. Um, A couple of his buddies were part of the youth group that we were working with. Mm -hmm. And they're just like to him to come along to this camp. Um, And he's a really like energetic kid, super lively, like wants to know everything. So his curiosity was really piqued during this week. Mm And he just had the opportunity to really be invested in by my team brothers. And it's really cool to see now because he actually got the opportunity to go to World Youth Day in Panama. Oh my goodness. So he's now 16. Yeah. And I actually saw him there. I was going to say, did you see him? Yeah, I saw him there. He actually found me. We were at at our catechesis site and he ran over to me. He's like, are you Emma? I was like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like he's he's grown a bit so I was yeah. like I don't really know who you are um but he's like hey so I had this encounter on this retreat and I have been super active in my faith ever since like I'm on my school's like liturgy board I'm oh doing goodness. I'm in like four youth groups is what he said and I was like kid you're insane <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome like he is so alive for his faith and to see how big of an impact we could really have made like we didn't get to see the fruits of a lot of our ministry in that we sure. would just see them for one day and then mm-hmm. they'd carry on with whatever they were doing. Wow. But to be able to see that even in a few short days or a few short hours, mm-hmm. we really did plant so many seeds that then were watered and fruitful mm-hmm. because of other things. Oh my gosh. But we're first able to plant those seeds, right? Yeah. So to see that really gave me and my team a super like, big boost of energy to continue doing mission and stuff right um, like a couple of my teammates are now on staff with it okay and all of us are doing some sort of 
work in the church. Mm-hmm. So to know that, you know, even on our hardest days, which that camp was really hard, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely worth it. Right. Like saying yes and putting everything you have into a day with one person, mm-hmm. maybe just one conversation that could last five minutes. Like it's worth it. Absolutely. And I think just to contextualize, like like three years, yeah, almost. this encounter camp that you had with this um, this participant. Yeah. When was that in your year? I was halfway through my year. So that's crazy. So six months later, yeah. you encounter so, him again in another part of the world. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He's grown so much. And to like, <laughs> think about that, right? Like, yeah. wow, we were there in his life for only three or four days. Mm-hmm. And how big of an impact that's made. Wow. Like, it was a really big gift for me to see him at World Youth Day. Absolutely. Definitely yeah. a highlight of my experience. <laughs> <laughs> and I think maybe to jump off of that, how have you seen, because like you said, there's a lot of people from your team who are currently working in ministry, working yeah. in the church, you yourself are doing active ministry. Mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe like from the time that you were in net and then now that you've transitioned out of that, how have you seen your, I guess your own missionary heart grow mm-hmm. and change? Yeah, I think it's hard to describe. Like, mm-hmm. for me, mission, while I was on net, was constantly, like, I was emptying my cup, like, all the time. But it was also being filled up so much by those encounters that I was having with other people. Mm-hmm. And not only was I ministering to people, but so often I was being ministered to by those people. Um, so for me... Net showed me that my missionary heart could encounter anyone, any age, um, that didn't matter how old I was Mm -hmm. or what understanding I had of the church, but the understanding that I had of my relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's what was how I was able to do my mission, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And transitioning into parish ministry was a really difficult transition. For me, it's been challenging because I think I needed a team more than I realized. Right. Um, I definitely was not as thankful for them (laughs) during my years. I should have been. But looking back now, it's like when you have a team, you have people to bounce ideas off of, Mm -hmm. um, people to just ask permission of like, this is is something that's really going to encounter a different person's soul. And we had so many different personalities on my team that we could basically be like oh yeah this if this works for all of us it will probably work for a a big group of people right whereas here it's a lot of just me Mm. um and i'm learning to ask people for their help but i'm not so great at that Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah just learning how to be a missionary in a different setting Mm -hmm. because being far from home means you don't know the people that you're working with here these are people who i've grown up with these are people who know my family history Mm -hmm. they know my mom and dad they know my siblings and Mm -hmm. where we've all gone in our lives so the missionary identity here is very different because it's also mixed in Mm -hmm. with who i am right and my history Mm -hmm. but here my mission is very clear as well i see this parish as like we're in a big time of renewal here and a big time of just change Mm -hmm. Um, 
there's so much want to encounter Jesus here and to continually build community. And for me here, my missionary identity is fulfilled by the fact that I can have one-on-one conversations with youth and really build into them as individuals, mm-hmm. build into them as leaders, um, and really just show them my mothering side and caring for them as individuals, but then being able to bring them into a group and help them to understand that community is a big part of how we encounter our faith too. Absolutely. Yeah. Where do you see yourself like moving forward in terms of ministry and, you know, like, do you feel that you'll be serving youth ministry long time or do you want to move into a different type of ministry? I really don't know. (laughs) Um, I feel like my vocation in mission and in life is very undecided right now. Like, Mm -hmm. I know this is where I'm called to right now. Mm -hmm. Youth ministry is where my heart is at and it's very much what I need to be doing right now mm-hmm. but I think probably in the next couple of years that will really change with the way my personal vocation changes um but I'd say like regardless of where I'm at in life and whether I'm a mother or I'm a sister or whatever it is mm-hmm. like I'm going to always reach out and always have some sort of mission in the church mm-hmm. um, regardless of my vocation I'm always going to be called to encounter people and to help them encounter Jesus Mm -hmm. um like it's a really good quote actually and I can't remember where it exactly came from but I think it was GP2 or no that's probably wrong (laughs) but anyways it was talking about how like each person that we encounter is holy ground wow like they are a vessel of the holy spirit like we need to think about how we encounter people in that way like if we were looking at Jesus how would we engage in conversation and Mm so I like I know not everyone is quite there (laughs) you know they don't not necessarily understanding who Jesus is and so to go into a conversation with anyone Mm -hmm. in a matter that would just allow them to see Jesus in me um, right because it's not like it's only by our example that we can really live out that call to mission. Mm-hmm. It's not in our words or in our actions necessarily, but in who we are. Yeah. It's such a beautiful way to talk about how it is that we should be yeah. encountering people. And I wanted to ask you, um, just as a woman and mm-hmm. being a woman in ministry, like how do you see that part of your, your feminine identity or your feminine mm-hmm. genius, if yeah. you will, how do you see that um, work through your ministry? Oh, I see it a lot. Yeah. I, the gift of being a woman. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what a, what a gift. For me, there are so many young women in the church who are hurting. And I witness that a lot in just, you know, you can see a girl who's maybe self-conscious or like anxious about just being in this group mm-hmm. um, and being in a youth setting. Um, and so to be able to just display to them, like the confidence that a woman can have and that we can be brave, we can be strong, but we also are allowed to be weak. Just being able to be that example and to live out femininity in a true sense with them and encourage them to constantly, you know, remember that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, that they are not they are not what the world tells them they have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really a gift that I'm able to do that on a daily basis. Like I have a 
of a few girls right now that I'm journeying with and it's just like for me to be able to hear where they're at and to be able to encourage them is the biggest gift and it's only because I am gifted this maternal side this caring side that I'm able to do that so definitely I mean genius is a beautiful wonderful thing <laughs> which I'm still discovering we're you know it's a very new concept in my life even so Thank you very much to Emma Wong for joining me on this week's episode of The Feminine Genius. If you want to learn more about Net Ministries, where they serve, and all the great things they do, I've provided a couple links in the show notes below. As well, if you're curious to know about what Holy Grounds Coffee House looks like, I put a link to a picture in the show notes as well. I think you'll really like it. That's all for this week. For new episode updates, news, and other cool things, please check us out on social media. We're at FemGeniusPod. You can also listen to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, all this information can be found on our website, FeminineGeniusPodcast.com. I'll chat with you next time, and God bless always. <laughs>